Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast of the Miami Dolphins, and I am Sam Marku, just like I was on the last episode and all 98 episodes prior to this. He is Chris Cullen, just like the last episode and all 97 episodes that he was on. You actually missed an episode. Did you know that, Chris? No, I didn't know that. Did I miss an episode? I actually had a guest on, a guest uh, in your stead one time, because I believe you were actually on a road. You know what it was? You went to the Jacksonville Jaguars-Miami Dolphins game. <laughs> oh, no, don't remind me of that fucking game. <laughs> Duval and fucking Jared Odrick getting fucking revenge on us. Good Lord. Yeah, it's like if we were on, uh, what, what's the big uh, the big website that all the actors are on, where they show like everything that they've ever been on? Pornhub? No, yeah, that's it right there. IMDb? Porn. Yeah, IMDb. That's the one. Uh, if we're Sorry, on I got IMDb. my uh, favorites mixed up. <laughs> that's okay. I do that all the time. Um, but if we're on IMDb, I would show 99 episodes after this one, and you would be on 98, and somebody somewhere would be like, what in the hell? Why does this even make sense? They're going to think I was going to die in the season finale or something. That's what I always do. Exactly. Well, I guess, uh, you know, shit, if we keep doing eventually one of us will die, and it will be the season finale, because that'll be the end of the show. But... Uh, uh, this is hey, ep- if that happens, by the way, just like really just shit all over me. Play my bloopers or something like that'd be hilarious. I don't want any kind of sad bullshit. Oh, I like the fact that you assume that you're going to die before me. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Even though I'm like significantly younger. Oh, fuck you. Significantly <laughs> younger. Three years. You piece of shit. <laughs> that's significant. Just for you. Just so you know, Chris Collin, before he moved, used to live in a goddamn cemetery. And that's not a joke. Oh, you're uh, right, yeah, dude. I, that was again. I think I brought it up before, but I, when I went to go visit you in North Carolina, and I'm from I'm from the West Coast, we put fences up, man. You know, uh, we're liberal, but we got walls, especially when it comes to dead people. We put up a fence, we put up, you know, barriers. We don't let those zombies get out of the cemetery without some sort of challenge. You guys in North Carolina are like, yeah, fuck it, bring it on. You guys literally will park a house, uh, not park. No, it, it's, it's terrible, dude. Like I, I'm from South Florida, so I just came here in 2006. I was in South Florida my whole life. That's not a thing down there either. And when we got here, I remember driving down the road like a like a highway, like an old school like interstate, um, and just seeing these tombstones on the side of the road. And my dad's like, "Let's go take a look at them." And I'm like, "That's fucking stupid," but okay. So we pulled over and we look, and like all these tombstones are from like this early 1700s and shit. And you realize that North Carolina is one of the thir- it's one of the stripes on the flag. It's one of the 13 original colonies. This place has been around forever. And um, to see those tombstones of people before they're even like an actual independent country is mind blowing and yeah, terrifying that there's no barrier at all separating them from the living. It's a bizarre, bizarre, uh, different way of living from what I'm used to. I'm not even gonna say it's wrong. Like you said, it's a very old part of the country. But I remember talking to somebody in North Carolina my first time there, and I'm like, "What's up with the the non fences when it comes to the graveyards and and the the, the cemeteries and the tombstones?" And he, the guy like pulled out his pistol and he's like, "Well, I'm ready for him." I'm like, "Holy." shit this, guy, <laughs> this guy's ready for the you know what when you got a gun you don't need a fence i suppose uh, i guess yeah, that's I the guess. lesson lesson actually speaking there. of that i saw that on reddit sam can you explain to me why the walking dead um or any zombie movie why their pants aren't down to their ankles uh well look i, I fuck you i don't know i mean this is <laughs> i don't know the answer to that that's a, that's a very <laughs> good question I'll, here's another question this is a question that my five-year-old hit me with the other day how come the bed is cold if blankets are on it all day Oh, 
Ooh, yeah. that's a holy shit. I'm glad I'm not smoking a joint right now. I'd be like in space thinking oh, about that. Good I, lord. I grounded her. I threw the bed out the window. I'm like, fuck <laughs> you. I don't know the answer to that question. It's deeper so, than anything I can ever ask. I'll tell you what, I'll answer the zombie pants question when you can figure out the cold bed conundrum, and then we'll have that. We'll reconvene on the 199th episode of Perfectville. How about there you that? Go. All right. Well, that is the 199th episode. We are actually on episode 99, and this is coming to you, I don't know, a day and a half after uh, episode 98. So for all the people that bitch, piss, and moan about the amount of time that we have in between episodes, uh, fuck you. Okay, we're giving you two for the price of one this week. Uh, so really don't expect episode 100 until, I don't know, like July or some shit. <laughs> in the off season. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, we got stuff to do, I I, I guess, in theory. But Tons uh, of stuff. So much yeah, stuff. We have so much stuff, so many activities, especially this weekend, which is what this whole episode is about. Uh, this is not like an episode of, of Perfectville that you or you guys are used to. The citizens of Perfectville, this is like the circus has come to town. They have <laughs> set up camp right there in town square. And yes, we're going to talk about the Miami Dolphins. Yes, we're going to talk about the players on the Miami Dolphins. Yes, you're going to get the normal Perfectville hijinks that you always get. But uh, we're throwing a, a, an extra wrinkle in there, Chris. Uh, what else is going on besides the Miami Dolphins in your world in my world that we just it's a guilty pleasure of ours that we love well and you can't make fun of me for it because I, I don't take it personal i just enjoy the fuck out of it and i know you do too uh this weekend is probably the biggest it is it is the biggest wrestling weekend of the year it is wrestlemania on sunday there is nxt takeover on saturday uh new orleans is going to be crazy all kinds of wrestlers are uh, returning coming back it is the absolute red carpet Oscars of pro wrestling, and we are both very hype about it. Well, as people might know, or maybe you don't know, I used to be a professional wrestler. It's something that is in my blood. My uncle was a professional wrestler. I still enjoy it to this day because it's mindless drivel that I can put on. I can veg out and just enjoy myself at the sure the sheer bizarreness of the entire thing that is professional wrestling. But you're right. It's WrestleMania weekend. NXT TakeOver on Saturday. WrestleMania proper on Sunday. The Raw after WrestleMania, which is an event in and of itself. The day after WrestleMania, and of course, SmackDown after WrestleMania. So you've got four straight days of just uh, calamity and mayhem of men in tights inside of uh, a roped square Uh, pretending to hit each other, spitting on each other, shitting on each other, everything that they do when it comes to wrestling. Maybe I'm watching the wrong wrestling channel that you are, but the one I watch, they shit on each other, Chris. (laughs) Sounds Um, great. So we're going to try to marry those two loves here today. So this episode, if, if you guys are not into wrestling, might not be for you. Um, but if you are into wrestling, Hillbilly Bren, this is probably... <laughs> What's yeah. up, bro? Oh, yeah. He just finished in his pants when he's like, Dolphins and wrestling? Uh. He went wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's sitting on his mower of lawn right now listening to this, just staring at the heavens going. We're going to get so many gifts tweeted at us. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. But before we do that, we, uh, you know, and again, this, this episode might be for one listener, but we asked, actually, Chris, in the last day, uh, we have yet another five-star rating and a review on Apple iTunes. And as we always talk about, I should call it Apple Podcasts now, if you give us a five-star rating and a review then go ahead and shoot us your address you will get a free perfectville sip sack koozie one that we affectionately call a ronde baxton and this comes from damon 184 chris and he says this is the best dolphins podcast signed your favorite listener caravan dan marino that's wow. it that's all he said short and sweet and to the point you know what i think he took a, a page from dolphin ray who uh, gave us a short, sweet review the last time, too. These guys know this. I can't read beyond six words in a row without screwing it up. He kept it to six, got in, got out, got his shit in. Thank you very much, Mr. Caravan Dan Marino. Uh, and that's short it. and sweet like a caravan. 
There it is. And there we are. We are we're actually four customer reviews away, Chris, from me never having to mention these Perfectville Sip Sack koozies again. I promised everyone once we got to 75 customer reviews, I would shut up about it. Uh, we are almost there. Keep on oh, trucking. Shit. You know, we got four more to go. We hit 75, and then I'll move on to annoy you with other in-show commercials. But for now... Get yourself your own Perfectville Sipsack koozie that you can purchase on WelcomeToPerfectville.com. Visit the store. It's the only thing in the store, so just go there and buy it and you know, <laughs> Can't move on it. with your life. So with that out of the way, Chris, uh, WrestleMania is this Sunday. It is Thursday. Uh, we just had our last Monday Night Raw. We had the last Tuesday Night SmackDown. Uh, we are barreling towards New Orleans with WrestleMania, as you mentioned, the Super Bowl of Wrestling. And uh, you and I were kicking around the idea of how do we do this? How do we merge our love of the Miami Dolphins with our love for professional wrestling? And we started talking some shit to each other, and we realized this is what we're going to do. This is what makes the most sense. It dawned on us, Chris. Uh, When you look at the Miami Dolphins roster and you look at the players that we have, they all have their own personality traits. They all have their own strengths. They all have their own weaknesses, very much like the wrestlers that you see in the WWE that will be performing for our entertainment at WrestleMania this Sunday. And we thought, well, which wrestlers are most like the players on the Miami Dolphins? So this is a game that we just put together. We're going to be spitballing. You and I have we shared a couple of ideas, but not a ton. I want to get your input for all the wrestling fans out there. We're going to try to match uh, the appropriate NFL player on the Miami Dolphins to the appropriate WWE superstar, and we're going to tell you the reasons why this person is just like that person, hopefully in an entertaining way, but if not, who gives a shit? You're going to listen anyways because you love us and you're awesome citizens. Uh, so, Chris, why don't you kick it off? Why don't you give somebody an example as to what we're doing, and then uh, we'll discuss and uh, move on to the next one. Sounds good, man. I'll start here. Sam, do you know who Ndamukong Sue is? I do know who... It doesn't you. matter who Dinsomic and Sue is! I see what you did there. God damn, I've wanted to do that for so fucking long. Sorry, big rock fan. Big rock fan. I hope he comes out on Sunday. Man, I got you good. Dinsomic and Sue's not on this team, Sam. So he wouldn't be anybody. Although, I'm going to start off with Jarvis Landry, who mm. also is not on this team. But in my mind, he is... Cody Rhodes, the son of the American dweem Dusty Rhodes, and the mm. brother of Gold Dust. He is someone that was young, uh, great shape, decent character, really over with the crowd, um, but really didn't make it and hit his mark with the WWE, and he had to leave to go to New Japan and Ring of Honor and the independent scenes the Cleveland Browns of wrestling to really get noticed and be in his prime and be who he needed to be. Jarvis Landry, a fan favorite. We love him. Ownership. Vince McMahon didn't think the same thing and let him walk. And now he's in an independent scene and looking to make a name. Jarvis Landry is Cody Rhodes. This makes sense on so many levels because, as you had mentioned, Cody Rhodes' brother is Goldust. Uh, Goldust is a uh, bizarre, androgynous, somewhat effeminate, might-be-gay guy who's dressed in gold. And if you look at who Jarvis Landry's brother is, uh, quote-unquote, uh, it's a uh, it's a gold-haired man who's androgynous, possibly gay, named Odell Beckham. So you have uh, Goldust, and then you have Odell Dust. Uh, this makes a lot of sense. I think you nailed it right on the head. Jarvis Landry... 
And there was a recent video where uh, OBJ had a little bit of dust on his hotel bed sheets. So. Uh huh. There you go. So he had a little he had a little white dust uh, to go with his gold dust character there. So it makes a lot of sense. I, I I see what you're saying there. So anybody who's following this, even if you're not a wrestling fan, you guys can Google image all these people and figure out that Jarvis Landry is Cody Rhodes, uh, which makes Gold Dust. Odell Beckham and vice versa. So that's good. That's a really good starting off example. I'm still uh, a little bit upset about you interrupting me with your rock reference. Um, so with that, I'm going to let you go again as I sit here and lick my wounds. So why don't you give us another one, Chris? All right. I like this one. Uh, this one is uh, great for me. I don't know if you'll agree with it or not, but if you're a wrestling fan, you understand. Uh, this guy is uh, been one of these guys that showed up and he was kind of just a cast off with a stable called the Wyatt family. Um, and he was just really strong, really big, but not really a character. We've seen a lot of these guys walk in and out of the WWE without leaving a big mark. But all of a sudden he got himself over and his name is Braun Strowman. And the mm-hmm. reason why Braun is so big and so over is because for his size, the athleticism is insane. So for that, the Miami Dolphin that is Braun Strowman is Jordan Phillips. Wow, you're going Jordan Phillips, yeah. Braun Strowman. Jordan Stroman. Phillips, let me give a little bit of factoid for everybody listening out there in Perfectville. Jordan Phillips can do a standing backflip. This guy is 300-plus pounds, 6-plus feet tall, gigantic defensive tackle, and he can do a standing backflip. Sam, you know what happens if I do a standing backflip? I'm paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah, That's that- what happens to me. That, that goes, 100 pounds less. That would be why you would die before me, like we talked about at the beginning of this go. show. You're trying to do Try a standing backflip. backflip. So, uh, we all saw with the interception on the Jets, him hurtling over another human being, an NFL football player. This guy is insanely athletic for his size. He is Braun Strowman. I could see that. Here's the difference, though. I think Braun Strowman, uh, in my opinion, when it comes to wrestling, is going above and beyond his potential. Like you just said, uh, big guys are are dime a dozen. Uh, Jordan Phillips is a guy that we had a lot of high hopes for. And every now and then he lives up to his potential, but a lot of times he does he does not. But using your analogy, I'm going to go the other way here. Like you talked about, for his size, Braun Strowman is wildly athletic. I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to say Braun Strowman on the Miami Dolphins is Jakeem Grant, which Ooh, when you look at it, I like it. It's the exact opposite because Braun Strowman is eight foot seven, and Jakeem Grant might be eight or seven years old based on his height. But <laughs> the but Kevin based, Hart of the yeah, NFL, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, Kevin Hart looks down at him and goes, damn, Junior, what are you doing? But uh, but they have a lot of the same attributes in that. If you look at how Braun Strowman works, how hard he works to be good at his craft, Jakeem Grant has the same thing. Braun Strowman's a big guy who does a lot of things that little guys do. Jakeem Grant is a little guy that does a lot of things that big guys do. So I kind of like the uh, disparity there. Team Little Big, if you want to call him that. Uh, that. That would be my Braun Strowman when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to go with Jakeem Grant. You and I both would be uh, few and far between, but we, me and you and Hillbilly would probably be the only ones that mark out. But you imagine if Jakeem Grant was Braun Strowman's tag team partner on Sunday at WrestleMania? Uh, he would just come out. It would be great if he just stood on top of his shoulders and didn't even move the entire time. He just stood there and then, uh, you know. Threw him like lawn darts at yeah. like uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. Just did a little bit of midget tossing in there. Like, you know, basically midget bowling, like rolls them and they knocks them all down like the bowling pins. I would, you know what, I'd pay forty five ninety five or whatever it is to just to watch midget bowling with Braun Strowman and Jakeem Grant. Also, another fun fact about Braun Strowman, if anybody wants to see how big and scary this guy is, 
Uh, go ahead and YouTube Braun Strowman versus the Splash Brothers. Now, this was a local independent wrestler in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. Also happens to be a stand-up comic and a good friend of mine named Mikey G, who got the nod, if you will, uh, backstage at Monday Night Raw to wrestle Braun Strowman along with another partner, and they were known as the Splash Brothers on TV because of, of course, the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson, Steph, oh, nice. Steph Curry. Uh, now, if you look at this guy, he looks like Ronald McDonald on crack. He's got a big, froey red ginger fro. Uh, he's wearing Zubaz pants of the Buffalo Bills um, variety, and he's getting his ass just handed to him by Braun Strowman, and uh, as a point of reference, Mikey G is probably about five foot seven, so he's about Jakeem Grant's size, so if you ever want to see what it would look like to see Jakeem Grant against a monster named Braun Strowman, go check out that match on YouTube, and uh, you'll see a friend of mine, and you might actually see me, because I'm in the front row yelling at him the entire time, telling Braun Strowman to apologize for beating up my friend, um, <laughs> which he did not, uh, but anyways, I digress. So, there you go. Braun Strowman is either... Um, Jakeem Grant or uh, who did you say again? Jordan, Jordan Phillips. Phillips. Yeah, was... standing backflip, huge guy. Yeah. Uh, so see... I'm going to keep this ball rolling, yeah. Sam, because uh, Jakeem Grant I also had on my list. Oh, let's go for it. But mine is more along the lines of what you would think with Jakeem Grant, right? And this guy just very recently, uh, huge news, Sam, the last time that uh, – well, not the last time, but the biggest time this guy had uh, was WrestleMania 30 in New Orleans, which is – also in New Orleans this year, Sunday, WrestleMania 34, a uh, huge moment, one of the greatest WrestleManias I've ever seen in my life. For him, uh, he was the underdog the entire year. He was undersized. He made his way through the independent scene. He was not a big, strong bodybuilder, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan type physique that Vince McMahon really seeks out. He had to earn the love and the belief from the fans and the back office to really give him his chance. And that is Jakeem Grant is Daniel. Yes. Brian. Because he's undersized, he's the underdog, he was undrafted. Like he just not is is just somebody that had every reason why he should not be successful in this league, and he's continuing to do it. Jakeem Grant is the GOAT, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, GOAT boy himself. And another fun fact that when I was actually training to be a professional wrestler, all of our trainers at one point were let go. They started their own federation. We had to bring in a new trainer. That trainer was a young man who was trained by Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid, named Brian Danielson, who uh, happens to be Mr. Daniel Bryan. Uh, you were trained you by Daniel Bryan? I was uh, for a very short amount of time Holy trained by Daniel Bryan. Shit, that uh, is awesome. Yeah. Learn something new, guys. Yep, and uh, here's something else you probably didn't know. Daniel Bryan, or Brian Danielson as we know him, um, farts a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, all that just... vegan soy diet. I, I, I guess, man, but he'll just be talking and farting at the same time, and it's almost like, can you turn down the volume on one of you here so I can concentrate on one of the noises? It's <laughs> it's just it's like a wall of sound coming out of his mouth and his and his and his ass mouth, uh, all at the same time. But uh, no, uh, he, he uh, Brian Danielson at the time was known as the American Dragon. He was yes. new into his career. He was about. Gosh, I think he was about the same age as I was, but well advanced. Uh, dude's just a stud. Uh, I like that. I, I can go with Jakeem Grant and Daniel Bryan. Absolutely. I, I dig that one. Why don't, uh, why don't you throw another one out there? I'm, I'm liking this so far. I'm having fun with this. Yeah, I, I got a good one here. Uh, <laughs> you're going to love this because this, this ties in perfectly, Sam, to our last episode, uh, episode 98. 
uh, rest in peace, uh, Pee Wee Herman, Jared Odrick, number 98. But Holy uh, shit. I was like, did Pee Wee Herman fucking die? <laughs> Hell no. I hope not. Oh, um, I, mean, like, I know his career died as soon as he jerked off inside of an adult movie theater, but I didn't know that he was dead. Oh, my God. You heard any me... good jokes lately? Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I guess that one came out a little too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So um, this one's a good one, Sam. And I hope... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually let you guess this one, um, okay. and, and I'm going to give you the wrestler first, and you tell me who this is. Ready? Oh, um, it ties into our last episode, so think a little deep about it. Pretty okay. recent. Kane. Okay, so let's see. So Kane, uh, for those that don't know, is the storyline brother of The Undertaker, who most people know. Kane uh, was also the fake Diesel after Kevin mm. Nash left the WWF at the time, way back when, and they replaced him by just using the same character but using a different person. Prior to that, he was Isaac Yankum, DDS. Doctor. Yeah, the DDS yeah. dentist. Yeah, the dentist I Yankum, as they used to call him. Um, God, Mr. McMahon, so clever with his names. Uh, and prior to that, he was the Christmas creature. So this is this is a tough one. I, I need some like Jeopardy music to figure out who Kane would be and it ties into our last episode someone mentioned someone brought up for the first time someone that was brought up for the first time on our last episode i'm gonna go with kane is frank gore Mm, so close sam kane is brock osweiler you know why brock osweiler has been around for so long and he keeps showing up and no one knows why kane comes out when you need somebody to fill in with someone's injured it's kane why he's 50 there's somebody there's a somebody gets suspended and there's a tag team that needs a partner kane comes out what year is this why is kane still getting signed and showing up on wwe television when there's so many great young talent in the backstage waiting to just get their moment they just keep bringing out kane meanwhile brock eisweiler just keeps getting signed and like you said kane is the brother of the undertaker maybe that's why he keeps getting signed brock eisweiler played with adam gaze maybe that's why he's getting signed i don't get it there's better bigger options out there but fucking kane is our backup quarterback now because why not he just is the go-to guy that you just want to sign in your roster because maybe he just will run for mayor in like iowa or something that's what happens you know what this makes a lot of sense too i on the surface i didn't see it but as i as i start to think about this chris you're onto something here because back in the 90s when kane was just debuting as a character he actually won the wwf championship at the time the wwf from Steve Austin and then lost it the next day back to Steve Austin. And <laughs> Brock go. and Brock Osweiler is technically a Super Bowl champion that he won uh, by replacing Peyton Manning but also lost his job the very next day to Peyton Manning. So uh, a lot of similarities there. Again, on the surface, didn't really think about it, um, but I, I see what you're saying. Plus... Uh, like you said, we, we kind of both we want both of them to just go away, so they have that right. in common as well. All right. Well, my let's... thing is is watching Raw and SmackDown, Sam, as you know, like we we both, uh, as you can tell from listening to this episode, we're both very involved in wrestling. Even like the independent scenes, we knew Kevin Steen and El Generico before they were Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Like we know these guys, so we want them to get their due, and um, they're all on the roster now. So when they're like, "Here's us, our, our special guest is coming out after the commercial," and you're like, "Ooh, who can it be? Who they're gonna give the push to?" and then. 
just fucking Kane comes out and you're like, why Kane again? And this is when you, the breaking news that often signed Brock Osweiler, you're like, why are we signing Brock Osweiler? <laughs> like they're so there, any, any option, there's any option is available, but Brock Osweiler, why he's Kane. That's why. Yeah, if you guys haven't noticed yet, uh, Chris, over the last 10 episodes of Perfectville, uh, has not been this excited. Uh, this episode of, of, of WrestleMania Perfectville, uh, I don't even need to be here. Uh, the Chris, Chris, you are just you are on top of it, man. You are on fire, much like Kane. Uh, very, well, very similar. And, and I apologize to you, Sam, as the uh, co-host of the show and our fans that, I'll be completely honest, I am more prepared for this show. Uh, <laughs> than our normal show. Like normally, I'm like, wait, who do we sign? Frank fucking Gore. Oh shit, Al Gore. Who do we sign? Here, I'm like, I got a list in front of me of like what I'm gonna say. I'm super pumped. Um, yeah, it's the off season. WrestleMania is my jam. And here's the coolest thing. And this is where, uh, you know, you married right. My wife went digging through our house um for an hour today to find the unicorn headband that I bought at the SmackDown Live. Uh, recording here in Charlotte a few months back for Zachary because she has to, not wants to, has to wear it on Sunday. And we're going to be making food, snacks, named after wrestlers. She's bought, bought in completely. She's wearing the New Day unicorn uh, that lights up different colors. It is, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's a pretty special weekend for us. Pretty special My. week. My lord, I, I mean the fact that you have notes for an episode. This is the first time you've ever had notes. Uh, like you, you actually texted me a couple of days ago. We had pre-production meetings about this one. This is uh, we uh, we have found your calling, good sir. And then, you know what? I love it. I love it here. But I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I think you just did two or three here, and we were just talking about Kane. So I wanted to throw one out here, and I think you know yeah. where we're going with this. I'm actually gonna give you uh, the the Dolphins player, and then you pick the wrestler. So the exact opposite Ooh. of what you just did. And I think you're gonna get this. This is not hard, uh, especially considering what we just talked about uh but the but the player that i'm going to give you that you're going to have to match up with the appropriate wrestler is john denny oh it hit me like a lightning bolt sam mm. um <laughs> hopefully hopefully this year john I hope, I hope john denny is a uh part of the population of perfect bill and he hears this and i hope he wears purple gloves <laughs> all season because he if he doesn't, he will rest in peace. He's the Undertaker, Sam. He is absolutely the Undertaker. The yes. Undertaker debuted for the World Wrestling Federation back in 1991. Mm. And I believe that was John Denny's 15th year in the league for the <laughs> Miami Dolphins at that time. So other than that, they match up pretty well. Look, this guy's been around. He hasn't wrestled for anybody else or played football for anybody else for that matter. Uh, he is, in many ways, the icon, uh, the living legend, the franchise for the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and much like the Undertaker, we never know if the Undertaker's coming back or not. It's always touch and go every single year. Every single year we think John Denny's done. He's uh, he's going to move on. He's going to retire. And then just like Undertaker at WrestleMania season, John Denny signs a one-year contract. He shows up. He rolls his uh, – he doesn't roll his eyes in the back of his head like the Undertaker does, but he rolls his hands underneath his uh, ample ass and chucks balls back at his punter. Uh, so uh, for uh, many reasons, he is the Undertaker. He is a guy that uh, for many years was probably underappreciated, but now through attrition uh, and just the longevity, everyone just stands up and gives a, a standing ovation for both the Undertaker and John Denny, and for good reason. Thank you, John Denny. Clap, 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 clap. Uh, John Denny is the Undertaker. And Sam, I've got an 
another reason why he's the Undertaker, and you'll love this. And if you're a wrestling fan, you'll agree. He is the Undertaker because he has worn multiple different uniforms. Ah. But wrestled slash played for the same team. Undertaker, of course, with the flat build circle hat and the purple gloves, as forementioned, or the weird armless kind of spiky thing in the hood with the ministry. And he's been the American badass and he went back to being Undertaker. John Denny has worn the old logo, the weird cartoon logo, the updated logo with the shadowing, taking out the blue and now the new logo. And he'll be in the one from the new update April 19th. So John Denny is 100% the fucking Undertaker. Good call. Uh, well, I got one. Uh, I'm going to take a break because I don't know if I'm going to be able to top that. So why don't you go ahead and get back on your wrestling soapbox there, sir, and uh, fire off a couple more here. Let's. Uh, th- I don't know if you guys are having fun, but I'm having fun. And you can have fun with us when we're not on the air by following us on Twitter at PerfectVillePod. You can follow us on Instagram, PerfectVillePodcast. You can always email us, PerfectVillePodcast at gmail.com. All right, Chris, what's next? I got a long one for you. <clears throat> Isaac Asiata is... Um, the Usos cousin. Uh, no, I mean seriously, he's yeah, he's, a cousin. <laughs> he's probably a cousin of the Usos. That makes sense. I think uh, I actually think they're all related. <laughs> they're so, all uh, related, right? He's the Rock, Roman Reigns. Um, fun fact, Sam, you've been throwing out facts. Um, what's his name? Um, good lord, how can I forget? Uh, Yoko Yoko Yokozuna. Yes, is not Japanese at all. No, nope. he is actually a part of the Samoan family tree. Uh, just like these guys are. Isaac Asiata is 100%. If he burns out in the NFL, will probably be wrestling at WrestleMania 36 yeah, at this much, round. And it makes sense. And much like the Usos, uh, the Usos were on Raw. They weren't working out. They moved them over to SmackDown. Uh, Isaac Asiata might be moving from the left side of the line to the right side of the line uh, because he wasn't working out. So uh, good call. I like that. Plus, you know, like you said, they uh, – they actually might be related just in general. They might might actually be family members there. So uh, I like that one. Uh, what else you got? All right, this one, Sam, I, I'm saving my last, my best one for last. This one might be controversial because of who the wrestler is. So this is kind of a tough one, but I want you to hear me out. Hmm. I think Devontae Parker Ooh. is Finn Balor. Hear me out. He was a fan favorite. Everyone was excited when we got him, but the injuries took a toll, and he toppled from the top. And now he's wishy-washy, he's hit or miss. Is there a future for him? How old is Finn Balor? We don't know. There's a lot of question marks. Finn Balor is the first ever universal champion in the WWE. First ever. Amazing match with Seth Rollins. Tore his labrum in his shoulder. Continued. Finished the match. Won the title. Dropped it the next day. Devontae Parker, first-round pick. Everybody's excited. What a target we have. His athleticism's insane. His size, he can go up and get the ball. Oh, hamstring. Oh, can't eat right in the offseason. Oh, his ankle. Every year, it's, oh, he could be the best. He can be great. But every year, something else happens. And Finn Balor now is kind of floating in the mid-card. He's a fan favorite, but some of them still are, like, now starting to get hit or miss on him. Devontae Parker, DVP, is Finn Balor. You know, I uh, I don't know if it's an exact match, but uh, you make a, you make a compelling argument. And for anybody that watches both wrestling and the Miami Dolphins, if you uh, if you feel the same, or even if you feel different, especially if you feel different, you know, shout us out. Like I said, email us, tweet us, and let us know if Devontae Parker is or is not the Finn Balor of the Miami Dolphins. 
Um, Maybe Devontae Parker needs to put like demon face paint on and uh, for games and go out and just become the demon Devontae Parker, and maybe he'll turn into what we expected coming out of Louisville. Well, you know what? I think he's done that about two or three times, Finn Balor, and so has Devontae Parker. So maybe there's some truth to that. Maybe when he puts the war paint on, he actually levels his game up just a bit and actually becomes that wide receiver, that franchise player that we expected him to be. Uh, Speaking of franchise players, I think this one is apt. Uh, Mm. To me, to me, just in my world, John Cena. Everyone knows who John Cena is. He's a household name. He's like Steve Austin. He's like Hulk Hogan. He's like Ric Flair. He is a guy that has transcended the business. He's the rock, if you will. Um, John Cena is Cameron Wake. Now, and if you think about it, they're actually about the same size. They're about the same age. Um, And it's one of those guys that you want to move on from. Like, the the wrestling fans are sick of John Cena. They want to find the next superstar. They don't want to look at John Cena week in, week out anymore. But they haven't found anybody else to replace him just yet. So, at the end of the day... You do have to continue to bet on John Cena to be that guy, to be the guy that will, will will carry that flag and be the face of the WWE. Cam Wake is the exact same way. We keep saying Cam Wake is old. He's done. He's going to be a cap casualty. He tears his Achilles. He's done because he's not going to be able to come back. And every single time we look around and we realize we don't have that replacement yet. He is still the franchise when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. He is still the guy that you should not against. And for that reason, he is the John Cena of the Miami Dolphins, in my opinion. And just like a wake in the ocean, you can't see it. There you go. There you go. If for anybody that follows wrestling, you know exactly what uh, cheesy-ass line Chris Cullen just tied in right there. <laughs> I cannot believe I just thought of that. No, you're absolutely fucking right, dude. He is John Cena. Like You're like expecting and wanting somebody else to step up and take that mantle from him. Somebody, please give him a reason to go off into the sunset, retire while he still has some dignity, and get out of here. But you, no one else steps up, and he continues to produce, and he continues to put on good matches. If you look at John Cena's match with AJ Styles last year, uh, the couple of matches he had were just fucking phenomenal, great, no pun intended, phenomenal AJ Styles. Um, but Cam Wake just continues. Every time he gets hurt or he has an off year, we question if this is the year he's going to just kind of dive off. He's getting older, mid-30s. He continues to go out time after time, stay in great shape, be a great leader, Cam Wake is John Cena. That's unbelievable, Sam. That's the best one so far. Great job. Well, plus, they both wear jorts when they're inside or outside of the ring. I mean, uh, if you ever seen Cam Wake in jean shorts, uh, that's what John Cena wears when he wrestles. That's what the fucking Cam Wake wears when he's just hanging around the house. It's the weirdest thing ever. It's a six foot four, three or two hundred sixty five pound muscled up black dude walking around in jean shorts like he's a seven year old white kid in the suburbs. It's uh, he's got to show off the crack in there, buddy. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe he is showing off the crack, and maybe you are correct. All right, I got another one here. Uh, if you like that one, I think you're going to dig this one here, Chris. Um, <clears throat> there is a guy, and I'm not going to tell you if he is a football player or if he is a wrestler, mm. but there is a guy who half the fans hate and half the fans love. Regardless <laughs> if you hate or love this guy, you do understand and realize that the franchise is built around this person. He is the present. He is the future. Who am I talking about? And who is his counterpart with the other industry partner that we're talking about? Holy shit, dude. Um, well, I know who the Dolphin player is. Uh, I believe 99% sure, or should I say 17% sure, Boom. that it's Ryan Tannehill. Uh-huh. 
Now, you started off with saying half hate them, half love them, and you already said Cena. So they do the let's go Cena, Cena sucks chant. It's not him. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, with you also mentioning he's the future, another oos. Roman Reigns. Tell him what he's won, Johnny. Oh, we don't have a Johnny here. <laughs> but you are absolutely correct. Man, what a what a comparison. Holy shit. Yeah, Ryan Tannehill is the franchise player. He is the face of the franchise from the player standpoint when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. They have seen they have made sure of that this offseason. Adam Gase has gotten rid of any other person that has a dynamic type A plus personality, whether it's in Domicon Sue whether it's Jarvis Landry, whether it's Mike Pouncey, all those guys, all those vocal quote-unquote leaders are now gone. The face of the franchise is Ryan Tannehill. When you look at the WWE, Roman Reigns, the fans have turned on him ever since he left the Shield, right? But <clears throat> they love him when he's in the Shield, when he's just one of the guys, but now that he's being thrust into the limelight and he's being forced down everyone's throats, they hate the guy, they think they can do better, yet the guy continues to deliver. He's a, he's a, a quality performer. You put him in there with the right pieces, he can actually do what you ask him to do. And more importantly, the WWE has basically said, we don't care what you guys think. This is who we're going with. This is who we think is going to take us to the next level. Uh, there's so many similarities between Ryan Tannehill and Roman Reigns. It's actually fucking scary. Yeah, the way you just rattle those off, every single one you said, I'm just sitting here shaking my head yes. Like, as a wrestling fan, you understand exactly what Sam is saying. Roman Reigns has been bucked by a lot of the fans, and Vince McMahon continues to just shove him out there main event after main event in WrestleMania because he knows there needs to be the next guy that takes over the throne, so to speak, from John Cena. Um, so you're right. Ryan Tannehill is the franchise guy. Um, it's not a fake. You can notice a fake. Roman Reigns has... Um, had some issues here or there on the mic. Um, not had some. Good, he had some floods, duds of matches here or there. But he's consistent, consistently getting better uh, with the right pieces around him. Good lord, you hit the nail on the head, man. Well, every now and then I get it right. But now I'm kind of curious. Uh, I don't have uh, too many more of these that I actually put into. Like I said, I did not do the amount of research that you did for this. Um, but I was kind of curious. I wanted to throw a couple of names out you and see if the uh, just see off the top of your head who you think fits the best going the other way. So uh, you cool with that, or do you have more that you want to throw out there? I've got one more. Okay, let's do um, that. And it's actually perfect, uh, sitting here in perfect build, that you tie this in the way you did. And, and guys listening, I swear to God, we, we did not plan this this much. Like, we texted three little jokes and said, cool, meeting adjourned. Uh, but it's perfect because Roman Reigns' opponent is who I'm ending with. Ah. My ending is Brock Lesnar. Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar has, if you know in the wrestling world, if you're a US, UFC MMA fan, he has what you call a part-time contract. He shows up at the big shows and kind of doesn't work the house shows, so to speak. House shows <laughs> are the shows where the cameras don't show up, and it's just for those fans locally that come to see a fun time. He doesn't do those because he's above those. He's better than those. He's Brock fucking Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is... Mike Pouncey. I get it. Mike Pouncey didn't practice last year, but he showed up for games. But he wanted to get paid like a big-time star. And he'll walk if he doesn't. That's Brock Lesnar to the T. Like, he literally is older, Brock Lesnar. Uh, he's a drawl. He knows he is. He knows he's a good player, but he doesn't want to practice. He doesn't want to get the timing down. He just wants to show up, go to work, cash his paycheck, go home and open a Coors Light. That's it. That's Mike Pouncey. 
Adam Gase made it clear last year that we're holding him out of practices. It, he admitted it might have affected chemistry. Uh, and then the season ends, and what's he want to do? We asked him to maybe take a pay cut, and instead he's like, no, nah, I want to get paid more. And we're like, excuse me? <laughs> like, We're not going to pay you more. We're going to get Kilgore. So uh, Mike Pouncey, even though not a Miami Dolphin anymore, is a perfect fit because Brock Lesnar might not be a WWE superstar after Sunday with Dana White coming out recently saying that he is 100% coming back to the UFC and he's 34, 35 years old and his contract is up soon with the WWE. So Mike Pouncey is Brock Lesnar. Uh, I will just correct one thing because I agree with 99.9% of everything you just said. Brock Lesnar is not 35 years old. He is 40 years old. And the reason I know that is because when I was in high school, in between my junior and senior year, I actually went to the Jay Robinson wrestling camp. Jeff Robinson was the uh, head coach of the University of Minnesota. One of his student teachers at that time was this big corn-fed guy who the skin tone and the hair color were the exact same color, so I didn't know where the forehead started and the hair ended until he got mad. And that, of course, was Brock Lesnar. Um, kind of a fun fact. So wait, you've been trained by Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar? Yeah. Why are you doing comedy? Because they both kicked the shit out of me. I had a guy who was 120 pounds whoop the crap out of me, and I had a guy who was 270 pounds whoop the crap out of me. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> this isn't for me anymore. I am going to go hold a microphone and talk shit to the these guys. The microphone does not hit back. <laughs> no, it's very rare that a microphone hits back, and when it does, I'm going to quit this fucking show as well. I don't like getting hit. Uh, but this is a true story. I remember I remember being in wrestling camp. I was at San Jose State, and Brock Lesnar was there. And uh, they basically divided all of the kids into two weight classes, right? There's many weight classes when you do amateur wrestling. Uh, but their, their line of demarcation was like 170 pounds. Now, I was 173 pounds. And they were like, all right, if you're 170 or more, you're going with Brock Lesnar. If you're 169 or less, you're going with this guy over here who weighs 135 pounds named like Steve Abbas. And I looked at Brock Lesnar. And at the time, Brock Lesnar was not the Brock Lesnar that everyone knows. He had not been in UFC. He had not been with the Minnesota Vikings. He wasn't with the WWE. He was just a national champion wrestler. And I looked at this guy and I went, you know what? I'm going to go run around the building, take a shit, and go with Steve Abbas. I'm going to go from 173 <laughs> to 169 as fast as humanly possible because this guy is going to hurt me. And I did not make it. I got to 171. I had to go with Brock Lesnar, and he took a lot of pleasure in beating the shit out of 16 and 17 year old kids, Chris. I mean, he, I, he was like a kid on Christmas. Just, just every kid that tried to wrestle him, he threw him all over the freaking gym. Uh, the guy was an animal then. He's an animal now. Brock Lesnar's a fucking sight to be seen. I, I know a lot of wrestling fans are kind of tired of him and he's getting old. He's kind of held the uh, title hostage all year to obviously drop it at Roman Reigns on Sunday, but He's fun, man. He's a spectacle to see in the ring. He just is absolutely massive. I remember when he debuted Sam and uh, the Hardy Boys just cracking chairs over his head, and he stayed on his feet. And I was a kid, and I remember just thinking this guy is a absolute fucking monster. And I went to the Armageddon pay-per-view in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in maybe 2003 or four, maybe 2002. It was right around the Tori Wilson angle where she was like kissing that girl. Oh my God, did I become a man that night? I believe you're talking but about Don Marie. Don Marie, that's who it is. And and Brock Lesnar actually F5'd the big show live <laughs> and in person. And uh, other than seeing him and D'Lo Brown and Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a three stages of hell match, it was the greatest live wrestling event I've ever seen in my life. And Brock Lesnar was just his neck is the side. You want to talk about Mike Hole? He looks like Mike Hole in pads shirtless. Like he is just 
fucking massive, and he's a spectacle to see. The only comparison I can think of, Sam, is when I was a kid again. I was a teenager, and I went to the Marlins and Cardinal Spring Training game there in um, uh, Jupiter, Florida, and Mark McGuire was on the on-deck circle, and his back looked like a car hood of a Honda Accord. Like, it was just so fucking massively wide that's how big brock lesnar is he's a spectacle man yeah he really is and i was just thinking right now while you were talking not that that wasn't interesting but i i have to i know i just have to imagine that hillbilly bren right now just has no skin left on his dick like he has been (laughs) jerking off for 40 minutes straight dolphins and wrestling combined this is truly wrestlemania week this good lord yeah this is this is hillbilly bren's uh he 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 had a birthday last week and when they said make a wish he he closed his eyes really tight and he was shaking his head back and forth like (laughs) i want them to make a podcast that's both miami dolphins and wrestling related and then he blew out the candle and all the candles went out and his wish is now coming true Uh, episode 99 of perfect veil nothing but wrestlemania and miami dolphins happy birthday Congratulations to you, Hillbilly Bren. Um, I'm going to throw a couple more out there, Chris, because uh, I don't know if I can top that. Uh, talking about Brock Lesnar right there, because I think you nailed it with Mike Pouncey. Uh, but I want to throw just I'm going to throw I'm going to do name association, word association. I'll throw a guy out there. You tell me the first person that comes to mind in the opposite organization. That makes sense. Okay, sounds right. good. Yeah. All right. Why don't we start with Vince McMahon? Um, Adam Gase. See, I go Stephen Ross. Uh, because I go Stephen Ross because they're both 70, 70 year old billionaires that walk funny. That's true. That's true. Did, does Vince have big ears? I don't know. Uh, Vince McMahon has uh, the second largest ears in the world, only behind Stephen Ross. Stephen Ross. So they're completely comparable. They're 100% I'm doing comparable. great so far. Yeah. Okay. So uh, since you said Adam Gase, Adam Gase. Well, now that it's not uh, him, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Adam Gase. Let's see. Um, let's see. Makes. Uh, he's a head coach. He. Uh, Ooh, you know what, Sam? I have one. Yeah, I think we're on the same page here. Okay. I think he's wrestling on Sunday with his wife. Mm. I think I think Gase sounds a little like game. Ah. He is Triple H. Uh, you Sam, know, he's I, Triple H. I dig it, and that's where I was originally going there because uh, the game, the Gase, and if you look at the fact that uh, it's a family affair, Adam Gase's father-in-law also works for the Miami Dolphins just like how Triple H's father-in-law works for the WWE obviously his father-in-law being Vince McMahon another comparison there that I see is the fact that Triple H in storylines keeps talking about what's best for business he's only going to do things that are best for business and if you look at how Adam Gase has run the Miami Dolphins he has done things that are best for the Miami Dolphins changing the culture Getting people in there that aren't going to deal with bullshit. Very similar storylines between Adam Gase and Triple H. So I agree with you. I think you're you're you are right. You're more right than I am. I was actually. Well, but go ahead. To, to be honest, you were way deeper than what I was thinking. I was just thinking Adam Gase is Triple H because he, he likes to tell the veterans to suck it and just cuts <laughs> Jay Ajayi and gets rid of these guys because he doesn't give a shit. And that's that's what I was thinking. But Jesus Christ, you were like. SAT style research, man. I love that. That was awesome. Well, Way deeper than what I was going to say. But you'd mentioned something about Adam Gase being the coach, the head coach. And then I started thinking, you know what? He could be William Regal, the head coach of NXT, mm. because A, they're both the head coaches of their respective organizations, and B, they both make very funny faces. So that's as deep as I got. They're both British. Mm, well, Wait. Adam Gase's teeth are British, so that's close enough. <laughs> Wait, Matt Moore, you mean? Yeah, they had a. They had a <laughs> 
they apparently walked into each other and uh, <laughs> oh no, a jack o' lantern came out. Yeah, gingivitis. Oh, ginger, big time. Uh, okay, so that's uh, this is good. Uh, neither one of us agree on anything. This, so far, this word association is uh, showing. Perfect. It's proving that we didn't actually plan this shit. So that's good. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw another. Uh, I'm going to throw another person at you, and then you tell me what that person is or who that person is for the other side. I'm going to go with uh, Charlotte Flair. Ooh, Charlotte Flair um, has a dad that's famous. Pretty huge as a female. Um, uh, <laughs> holy shit! Uh, God, you you killed me with the uh, the female there. I'm trying to think of who this is in the front office. I guess if it's going to be a female with a giant chest uh, of flabby tits, it's going to be Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> that works. That's not where I was going, but I uh, I could appreciate that. Yep, yep. It's got a name behind him. Uh, possibly a little, uh, you know, uh, nepotism from growing up uh, around people that uh, were around the business all the time. Probably As, wears a glittery robe around 18-year-olds that do not want to fuck him, but he has money. Yeah, you know what? And the fact that Charlotte Flair has been divorced three times, even though she's not even 30 yet, shows that she makes bad decisions. Very similar to Mike Tannenbaum when he's trying to and draft prospects <laughs> and her dad. Uh, so I like that. I, the flabby tits, I, I think, uh, puts it over the top. You, you might be right. I don't know right. where I came out with that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Looking a spot with the female wrestler good lord yeah i mean the only one i could think of was that kiko alonso because uh, uh he he performs like a bitch um oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> adam gase would not agree with that he would tell you to suck it good uh, lord. i might actually just get headbutted like a chris benoit style from kiko alonso before too long but uh, i'd rather him headbutt me like chris benoit than uh, <laughs> hang then hang out with me like Another Chris censored Benoit. episode on the upcoming. Apparently, uh, <laughs> apparently, I'm just planning on getting sued by everyone here, there, and everywhere. But uh, all right, uh, why don't you pick one, and I'll and I'll do a word association the other way. All right, here's a good one for you, uh, Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Okay, so Dean Ambrose is from Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, he he walks around like a crazy person. He's a wild man. He doesn't really give a shit about anything. Uh, has a smoking hot wife. Uh, Dean Ambrose is Jay fucking Cutler. Damn, good one. Nice. I was thinking maybe Rashad Jones kind of like throws his body on the line, doesn't care. But Jay Cutler, that fit your description. Perfect. I love it. Doesn't give a shit about anybody. Hot wife smoking a cigarette. Dean Ambrose is Jay. You know what? They kind of look alike, too, now that I'm looking Damn. at it. Yeah. He Maybe Jay Cutler based his character in the NFL <laughs> on Dean Ambrose, Johnny Moxley. Like, he totally did. Uh, I like that. All right. Why don't you go again? I like that. I had, I had a noodle through that one. That was a good one. Yeah. All right. Here, I got a good one for you. Kalisto, Kalisto. Uh, oh my God! I want to. I, I want to go back to the Jakeem Grant one right there. Kalisto is a very tiny midget little um, uh, wrestler. Um, who do we have other than Jakeem Grant that would fit that description? I'm going to go with Albert Wilson the second, our new wide there receiver. Kalisto uh, dances around a lot in the ring. Albert Wilson dances a lot. Uh, when it comes to uh, catching footballs, he does little celebrations. Kalisto is very annoying. Albert Wilson Jr. or the second is very annoying on Twitter. I'm going to go with Kalisto is Albert Wilson. Nice. I like that. All right. I'm going to go. I'm going to flip it around now. Um, let's see. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. Okay. So Kenyon Drake is a guy that uh, as fans we have high hopes for. Uh, we seem to like him. He used to be with the enemy over there with Nick Saban, right? So we're uh, we're not 100% sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy, uh, but we want to like him. Um, 
but we're not sure if we can give him the ball all the time or not. We might need to pair him with a veteran that's out there. Uh, we're not sure about his durability. We're not sure if we can just convince and totally make him the franchise player, but he's got a lot of talent. Um, so he's one of two people for me. He's either Dolph Ziggler mm. um, because he's got a lot of talent. You know you can count on him, but maybe not all the time. Or he's Seth Rollins. Those are the two that I'm going to go with. Nice. I like both those comparisons, Sam. That's that a very good one for Kenyon Drake. All right. All right. I'm going to I'm going to throw one out there. Let me uh, let me pick one here. I'd like to. Hey, pick Sam, one. hold on. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to pee really quick. I'm really sorry. All right. I want to try to find a stopping point. Sorry. Be right back. I like how I like how Chris said this is a stopping point. I'm just going to leave this in the episode. He left to go pee in the middle in the middle of a podcast. I can't believe that this guy, this unprofessional twat who lives in wherever the fuck he lives, North Carolina, will just get up and leave in the middle of a performance. Who would Chris Cullen be if Chris Cullen were a wrestler? Let's see. He gets up in the middle of a performance and just walks out like he's being counted out. Uh, He's still a part of the best podcast of the Miami Dolphins that's out there, so he would still be a champion. Chris Cullen would 100% be the honky-tonk man. Oh, he's back. Hold on. Let's, let's just wait. All right. Sorry about that. <clears throat> hey, no problem. We were just uh, we were just sitting here in silence, not talking about you at all. <laughs> God damn it. Um, okay, so why, let's do it. You know, this has been a you know funny thing. We usually do about thirty to forty minutes when it comes to the Dolphins. We're we're coming close to an hour, Chris. <laughs> yeah, my wife just let me know that. Yeah, <laughs> like, you said it'll be a quick one. It's an hour. Yeah. Sorry well, that these are two of my favorite things. This is the first time ever that she's complained about a quick one taking longer than it's supposed to. Okay, so just tell Damn. her to enjoy it. And uh, no, I don't know. All right, let's do uh, let's do a lightning round. Let's go back and forth. One, two, three. You start. I go second. You go third, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. All right. First thing you think of. Let's start with that. Um, Kevin Owens. Chris Cullen. That's what All I right. think. <laughs> I'll take it. Mainly because you wear <laughs> basketball shorts and sleeveless shirts. I haven't done that in years, but you're right. I did that. Uh, I did do that at the uh, gym today. Yeah, yeah. Well, you haven't done it in years or two hours. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> right now, yeah. doing the show. <laughs> As Actually, we're... I'm in a Jurassic Park t-shirt and basketball shorts. So yeah, I'm, I'm literally Kevin Owens. Oh, I stand corrected, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Uh, here's uh, here's one for you. The Miz. Oh, oh man, I wouldn't say Landry, but he's not on the team anymore. Big mouth, uh, flashy type guy. Um, you know, I'll go Rashad Jones with this. Rashad Jones is one of those guys where the headband, you know, he's out there, he's doing hard work, but he's kind of underappreciated exactly. uh, the other safeties in the league. Rashad Jones is the Miz. That's, that's what I was thinking too. The underappreciation factor is there. Miz is a solid performer when it comes to wrestling. Rashad Jones is a solid safety when it comes to footballing. Uh, neither one of them is really recognized as the best. However, when, at the end of the day, when you look at their career, you're going to go, man, that guy, that guy did something with his, uh, yeah. athletic career there. That was good. All right. You're up. Anthony Fasano. Anthony Fasano. Fuck Anthony Fasano. Uh no, Anthony <laughs> Anthony Fasano is uh Anthony Fasano. Okay. I'm stalling because I forgot his name. But Anthony Fasano is Mr. Woo 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 himself, Zach Ooh. Ryder. They're both from New Jersey. They're both annoying as shit. They both do not belong on my TV or in any sort of <laughs> employment in their respective fields. Anthony Fasano is Zach Ryder. Nice. So that's it. That's how we uh, 
unlike WrestleMania, we're not going to end on a big, grandiose production here. We're just going to end this episode of Perfectville. But before we end, Chris, what episode was this? Um, Jason Taylor wore it. I think it's 99. This is the Jason Taylor episode <laughs> of Perfectville. And Jason Taylor, of course, if he was a wrestler, would be... The Rock himself, one of the biggest names of all time, an all-time great, a Hall of Famer, somebody that we point to as a great representative for our company in terms of being a wrestler or a football player. The Jason Taylor of all episodes is happening right now, which means episode 100 is right around the corner, ladies and gentlemen. That is the return, the second annual Finzi Awards. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Cue that music. That's right. Listen to it because Chris Cullen and myself will be hosting the shit out of the Finzies episode 100. You are not going to want to miss this. We've got all new awards to give out. We have uh, special guests lined up. We have perhaps, perhaps, well, I'm not even going to tease you. I'm just going to tell you. We will be unveiling the first two inductees into the Perfectville Hall of Fame. That's right. We are opening up our own Hall of Fame. This is open to any and all citizens of Perfectville, former guests, or anybody that we just want to put into the Hall of Fame. We're not asking for anybody's permission. The committee is Chris. The committee is Sam. We will be letting you know who the first two members of the Perfectville Hall of Fame are. That and so much more on the episode 100 extravaganza, the return of the only award show that matters, and that that show, of course, is the Finzies. Chris, anything else you'd like to say about the Finzies or WrestleMania or the Miami Dolphins or the Honky Tonk Man uh, before we get out of here on this episode? Oh, yeah. Well, that would be the Macho Man, but that's uh, still appropriate. I I agree with that. So with that being said, welcome to WrestleMania and goodbye from Perfectville. Later. Perfectville. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube